I think Paul wanted more and more of Christ that he may know and knowing through experiences the excellence of the knowledge of Christ is what Paul wanted. And again, that in the strong dictionary, that word excellency is to hold oneself above, supreme, higher, like Psalms 8.1. Oh, how excellent. Oh, how supreme, how powerful is thy name in all the earth. Paul wanted that surpassing knowledge of Jesus Christ, that superior knowledge of Jesus Christ, that higher than any secular religion or education that he had to experience and to observe. Paul learned that through experience that God's righteousness changed his life in a way that he could never change his life. Instead of being outwardly righteous, he, he now had a right heart. Experiencing that the labor from his hands could never fulfill the law demands. But knowing that God looks at the heart and not looks at the, out, the countenance of a man. There was a person in the, in the Bible that, that stands out, but he's not preached about much. He's not even talked about much in, in, in Bible studies. He's greater than Abraham and Daniel and Ezekiel and Abraham, Noah. It says, among them born of a woman, no one is greater than John the Baptist in Matthew 11, 11. And he made a, a, a bold statement. He said, I must decrease and he must increase. And that's what Paul wanted in his life. And that's what he was conveying to, the, to, the, to the, the church in Philippi. And this is what he's conveying to us. And I found three ways, three things that I see that we can better our lives of better knowing Jesus Christ. He must become greater. We must become less important. And we must stay focused. We must decrease because it's hard trying to really be intimate with God when you've got a lot of luggage in your suitcase, when you're constantly looking back and you can't see the future. But Paul said, the things I've gained, I count loss, waste, dung to win Christ in verse 8. So, number one, we have to begin to forget our past, and focus on what's ahead. Laying aside every weight, every sin, everything that can keep us from doing the work of God. Removing everything, selfishness, pride, ego, wants, entertainment from our lives. Anything that can become a God in our life. Forgetting past victories. And Paul said if anybody could boast about anything, any victory, it should be him. But I was watching a documentary the other night, uh, and it was called Al Green's 
gospel or something like that. And I don't know if you all are familiar with uh, Al, Al Green. Um, he was a rhythm and blues singer. And I mean, was on top of the world in the, in, in the 70s. So on top of the world with his, with his uh, uh, life of singing. And just one day, the Lord got a hold of him. And we always wondered what happened to him. Because, you know, in the 70s, we were in college, and uh, I mean, he was popping. He, he had all the songs that uh, if you were trying to talk to a young lady, he had all the lyrics, all the songs that can sweeten a girl up. So he was on, on top, and he just gave it up. And he went to his agent, and the agent said, well, why don't you do both of them? He said, no. The Lord said, put this away. And he's been a pastor ever since. Forgetting those victories. Past friends. I think about, let's forget past friends. I think about in high school, I guess uh, about 15 years old, and uh, I went to a predominantly black school, and, but these, these group of guys were rock and rollers. I mean, you know, they took the hot comb and run through their hair so it would hang down like a rock and roll and would shake when they would play. And they had a group. And I got involved in them. We used to go to the concerts downtown Houston with tickets with $2.50, general admission, to see Elton John, all these people. Well, he's the one got me involved in that. One day, all of a sudden, he told me, Stan, you have to get saved. And I've been in church uh, all my life, uh, Catholic church, and I didn't understand what he was talking about. Um, you know, life was good, everything was okay. But he stopped everything from that time on. He's, he's, still, he's a pastor today. Wow. I mean, past friends. So that's what he did. He just forgot about us to do God's work. Past failures, past activities. And past activity is a, is a real big one why Satan can really get a hold of you. We've got to forget those. Past failures. And I'm sure Paul had quite a few of those. Uh, he was persecuting the churches, pers- putting Christians in jail. He delighted in watching um, Stephen get crucified. And then we must increase. And I know going over this increase, uh, my wife is probably going to be saying, sick him, Lord, sick him, Lord, and the things I need to increase in. Uh, First of all, we must first look at our identity, our identity in Christ, because in him we live, we move, we have our being. But verse 9 says, being found in him and not having my own righteousness, but the righteousness of God by faith. So our identity needs to be like-minded, having the mind of Christ, wanting to be holy rather than happy. Because happiness come and go. I mean, it's situational. Joy or holiness stays. 
It never wavers. And seeing the world through God's view, not letting selfishness and pride be our guide, but being humble. How Christ took upon himself from the form of his servant, being fashioned as the man, he humbled himself and became obedient. That's Philippians 2.7. Need to increase in giving more praise, honor to other people other than yourself. I think of these two guys at the gym that uh, I, I, I met. It took me a long time uh, to introduce myself because there's something about how an athlete I look at another athlete and think he think he's something and you thinking he think you something so nobody says anything to each other. That's kind of my thinking. That might not have been theirs. But I meet him in, a, in a, the steam room, and the Lord saying, put off that pride and say something to these guys. And I did. And they're only about 27, 28 years old. And they invited me to a Bible study after the gym on 1030. Amen. And I've been going for the past four, four or five weeks. And they're young. It's, and every time I go, it's four new guys. I don't know where he's getting them from, if he's going to AA missions, or, but it's new people every time I get there. I give them praise. And I told them I pray for them a lot because I admire what these young guys, you know, are doing. I say, you know, we meet on Thursday nights, Miss Bob and I, but, you know, it, it, it should be called Over the Hill Gang. But these are, these are young guys, and I, and I admire that. But giving praise, being interested in others than yourself. Just uh, yesterday, my wife and I and Brother Bar went with us to the apartments right across the street and gave out flyers. And good thing we had Bob there because not a person spoke English. And I've got a little... Paquito, uh, paquite, paquite something. A little bit of Spanish. And my wife does too. But Bob was just saying things. I don't even know if he's speaking in tongues or what. I, I couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> my, my, my wife could. But he got the message over, I think. I don't know if he said anything about our class or not. I couldn't understand. But increasing in, in others and not just ourselves. And letting our mind be in Christ. Example of giving, serving, losing, even dying as we die daily. Increasing showing love, unselfishness, unconditional love, that agape love, showing compassion, showing mercy, kindness, humility. As Christ did, riding on the riding in on the donkey, washing his disciples' feet, being poor, when we can become rich, increase in our prayer life. And I need to really increase in, in my prayer life. When I was working, my prayer life was as I'm driving in Houston traffic. You can imagine how much distraction. You start off with praying for this person. And now you, 
saying something about that person that's just jumped in front of you is just a lot of a lot of uh, uh, distraction. And you can see why the Bible says to go into a room, shut the door, get privacy, and pray. Increasing in studying. Making God's word a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Creating an appetite for it. My wife is on this thing now where she eats at 6 o'clock, and that's, that's way too early for me. Even if I eat at 8 o'clock, for some reason I create an appetite. And I, I don't think I created it, it's just I know it's in there. But for some reason I tell myself, okay, you ate your meal. Now it's time to go hit anything and everything in there. But that's the appetite I would want for God's word. When you get hungry, instead of going in there and grab uh, uh, a piece of that fried chicken she just cooked, pick up God's word. Esteem his word from his mouth more than my necessary food. I want that, that hunger to really know him. Studying to rightly divide the word of truth in my teaching and how I live. Increase in my thoughts. Be like-minded. Thinking on things that's true and honorable and right and pure, beautiful and respected. Like that word is true and pure. All of the blessings in his word that's presented to us. Brother Darren was speaking of this morning also. Uh, Pastor Darren. I, I, I don't like calling him Brother Darren because he's, he's, he's a pastor and should be Pastor Darren. Uh, even though he's about uh, six years younger than I am. but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we have the blessings of Christ's salvation, eternity, inheritance. We have the blessing of our health, the food that we have, the money that we have, the jobs that we have if you're not retired. Our honest report, our honesty, and a good report. As I just mentioned with those, those, those two twin guys at the gym, that's a good report. And to praise someone. And the most important one also is the third one is staying focused. Because in this world, I I mean, so much happened. And with me, even in this world, I can get discombobulated real easy. Uh, I kind of share with you how my mind is thinking. I was that guy thinking at the gym. And so my wife is always telling me, your brain should be tired. Because everything I've got to... Yeah, but it could be, it could be, and what do you think they, they're thinking? Well, staying focused doesn't come easy. I mean, it has to be developed. Training, timeless effort, obedience. I think of this uh, one athlete, uh, I'm LeBron James. He spends a million dollars on his body a year. He watch what he's, watches his sleep, his diet. He's not trying to just be good. 
He's trying to be the best. He's not trying to just win little uh, divisional titles. He's trying to win NBA championships. But it didn't just start when he got to the NBA. This started with his 15-year-old mother, homeless at some point, was raising him. His focus, being homeless, his focus started there on trying to get from where they are to where they could be. Now, I don't know if he was imagining what he is today, but no, he saw of getting from here, from A to B. Job went through a lot. I mean, Job had everything. But through experience and obedience, he saw God work in his life. And he stayed focused. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He stayed focused. Paul experienced that great earthquake. The jail doors opened. Paul observed Lydia opening her house for other people to come in and they could worship Paul observed, observed the jailer when he got saved and he saw God work in his life. Staying focused on who we're living for. Keeping our heart in all diligence. Philippians 3.14, press towards, follow after, keep reaching forward. We are not where God wants us to be. And we have not reached our goal but we're to forget the past and reach forward towards him. So we can experience him and observe him in our life, seeing things that he's doing in our life, seeing prayers that's being answered, seeing doors being opened. We should be so committed that we desire to conform to his death to be despised, persecuted, and crucified in the flesh, like carrying the death of Christ in our own body, so our life will be so in our life Christ will be seen. Fellowshipping in His suffering, and Romans three thirty nine should be somewhat reversed. Nothing should separate us from our love for Him. And I know camp is coming up. I got it marked down here, July 3rd through the 7th. And I don't want anything in my life to cause me to choose comfort over service. And I'm displaying this right now because my favorite basketball team is on as we speak. And I'm passing up that comfort for the work of God. I want to endure the hardship, the fellowship of his suffering, the the affliction as a good soldier, so I do not entangle myself with the affairs of this life that I may please him who has chosen me. 2 Timothy 2, 3 and 4. So I can better understand Romans 8, 28, that all things happen together for good. It'll take on helped me to take on a better understanding and appreciating the knowledge of knowing him, of truly knowing him, so we can see those victories by experiencing the things God is doing in our life. 
that we may grow in grace and in the knowledge, the higher authority of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that I may really, really know him. So we who are Christians that have trusted Jesus Christ, we know the person who changed our lives and our, as our personal Savior. But if you don't, it was the power of his death, his burial, and his resurrection that he died and raised, and so shall we be raised like him. And so can you. Psalm 73, 25 says, I have no one in heaven but you, and I want nothing on earth but desiring you. That should be our desire. Sister Pam sang this song, sang this song uh, a few weeks ago, and it goes, more love, more power, more of you in my life, so we can really know him. Thank you.